Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento. My guest today is Reverend Donna Apodoni, who's well known for her work with CAP Radio as host of Morning Edition and CAP Radio Reads. She is also an interfaith minister ordained in New York in 2009. She's a speaker at half a dozen congregations in the Sacramento area, and she is the teacher designer of the Transformation Path. Donna and I decided to take on a spiritual discipline to deepen our inner lives, and this series, 12 Powers of the Soul, is the result. Welcome, Donna, and what's our topic today? Nice to be here, Deborah. This is such a great project to, to be able to work on, to be able to look at a different spiritual aspect every week. And this week, we are looking at the power of enthusiasm. The power of enthusiasm. I mean, that's so exciting. I feel enthusiastic just saying it. And I'm not saying that to be facetious. There is something about knowing what you're going to explore that is, that's exciting. And when the topic is enthusiasm, all I could do all week was smile and look forward to this. And it is it is exciting. And you know, I was thinking about uh, wanting to explain to our listeners that we decided to do this. And then each week, we're finding that it's taking us a little bit deeper and deeper into our own, um, our own psyches. And we're learning so much about ourselves and about each other by doing this. And this is not scripted. We have not practiced ahead of time. We're not talking about this ahead of time with each other. This is purely us sitting down, winging it, talking about what we each think about or how we feel about enthusiasm or what it says to us. So it's quite the adventure. It is quite the adventure. And it's funny that you said adventure. That was one of the first things that popped into my head when I was trying to figure out enthusiasm. What do I want to say about that? I thought about my dad would always say, you know, if, if anybody in the family was like, oh, oh a little grumpy or something, <laughs> or didn't want to do something, he'd say, where's your spirit of adventure? And he was so enthusiastic when he said that sentence, where's your spirit of adventure, that it, it had a contagion to it, you know. And so when I thought of enthusiasm, I immediately thought of adventure. I find it hard to be less than enthusiastic if I know there's an adventure in store. It just sort of automatically takes me to that place. Yeah, it does. And it, it, it's that anticipation and that looking forward to and what's going to happen next yeah. that uh, just kind of keeps you on your toes. Uh, at the same time, sometimes when I just see the word enthusiasm, the first thing that comes to my mind is cheerleaders. And that, you know, it, oh. it's like, okay, you know, I'm not the cheerleader, yah, yah type. And so when you tell me I should, if someone tells me, well, be more enthusiastic about it, I'm like, but I'm not a rah-rah kind of girl. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, but enthusiasm, real true enthusiasm, or what Charles Fillmore called zeal, is not rah-rah. I think there's a lot of difference between, you know, that rah-rah thing and really being deeply enthusiastic and engaged. Do you think that we can train ourselves to be enthusiastic? Because as you know, some people feel naturally enthusiastic about just about everything. And other people are sort of an Eeyore personality and don't feel very enthusiastic about a lot of things. 
And I found myself wondering if I could train myself to be more enthusiastic. What do you think? I think you can, because when I when I think about my sort of resistance to the word in a way, it's because um, the thing is that, well, like my mother would try to get me engaged in things in high school. I'm much of an introvert, and I was happy being at home reading my books, and I would be was being pushed out into things and told to be enthusiastic about things that I wasn't interested in and I didn't want to do. So there's part of me that probably still equates that let's be enthusiastic with being asked to do things that weren't weren't a good fit for me. Hmm. And so that would mean for me changing my my definition of enthusiasm. And it's like, I'm very enthusiastic about doing this podcast with you. I'm very enthusiastic about things that I do. But they're also so natural for me, I don't really think about my enthusiasm. Does that make any sense? It's like, it's so natural for me to be into it and doing it that I'm not thinking about, oh, I'm enthusiastic. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, you're enthusiastic, but you're not... Uh, you're not consciously yeah. thinking of that word. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you more enthusiastic about the things that you develop and invent? Can you be as enthusiastic when somebody else suggests something? Sometimes I can be more enthusiastic about what someone else uh, suggests because my stuff is like, well, is it good enough, right? So, you know, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I'm involved in a, in a project at SLC that we do every year, which is absolutely someone else's idea. It's called Faith in Action. It's a, it's a community book study that we do every year. And that's completely somebody else's, but I've ended up taking it, you know, taking charge of it. And I can totally get into writing the workbook for it every year. Uh, you know, that's, uh, I, I read the book and then we do this little workbook so people have questions to bounce off in their small groups. And I'm very enthusiastic about that program. Oh, good. That's and good. part of it is, is because I'm not responsible for that. I mean, I'm responsible for getting, making it work now, but it, you know, it's so well established that I just to go in and I, that's what it is. It's so well established. I just get to go in and play. Oh, that's what it is. Someone else invented it and started it and launched it. And now you can carry it out with it, not a lot of pressure. So you, because it's already successful. Right. So you can be, you can afford to be enthusiastic without worry or concern about it. Yeah. And, and maybe another part is that if it's my project and I'm enthusiastic about it, there's this part of me that might be worrying that I'm foisting it on other people. Hi, here's my great idea. I hope you like it because I'm really enthusiastic about it. Yeah. I can see where that would be. Yeah, that would that would bother me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got an assignment at the radio station where I work rather recently. And when I was given the assignment, I thought I, I was very courteous and respectful about it. I kept my mouth shut. But what I was thinking was... <laughs> another thing you want me to do another thing I just feel so crammed and cramped already and you want me to take on one more thing and I don't even know how to do this thing this this thing is not anything that I do naturally I'm not even sure I do do it well and you want me to do so it'll take me longer you know and okay fine so I started to piece together what that might look like 
how would it be if I had to put this thing together? And I thought, well, there's that one piece of it that could actually be kind of fun. And it's sort of what I do anyway. The next piece of it, well, that might be interesting. And if I put those two together, that would really be nice. And pretty soon I was just like so engrossed in this thing that I didn't want to do and didn't have time to do and don't really know how to do. I was so engaged in it that I was just like eating it up. And I spent hours and hours, hours passed. And I didn't even know how much time passed. I was so excited. And I finally looked at the clock and I finally looked at what I had accomplished. And I said, that is enthusiasm. That's right. it right there to be yeah. just so uh, entrenched and so engaged in something that time goes by and you don't even realize how much you've put into it and you're enjoying every minute. Well, and you were talking about the definition of enthusiasm and what I'm hearing you say is that it, real true enthusiasm is not the rah rah. Oh, let's let's get all excited. Let's not let's dance around the room about it. The real enthusiasm is being fully engaged, and and, and enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I think the engagement and the enjoyment are both parts of it. You said the word definition. I did look it up. Thank you. <laughs> I was kind of curious. Well, you know, words. Yeah. I use a lot of words and I'm curious about them. And so I looked this up because I thought there's something about enthusiasm that sounds familiar. Where have I heard, other than knowing the word, where have I heard these syllables before? Well, enthuse is from in theos, in uh -huh. God. So there is that that element comes from the Greek. Uh, it, so it means it's it's similar to inspired in terms of its background. Uh, and it more literally means possessed by a God. So that explains that possessed by a God explains to me a little bit more about how it lifts me off my feet. I don't necessarily have to be happy to be enthusiastic, and I don't necessarily have to, um, and I just feel lifted when I'm enthusiastic. And that is that possessed by a God in, in Greek terminology that made it so clear to me. Well, I mean, and that that is beautiful. Uh, the I don't necessarily have to be really happy to be enthusiastic. Right. You know, there's a there's a little tiny book called Practicing the Presence by um, a monk named called Brother Lawrence. I don't know if you're familiar with it. He had he had gone. This is and I we're talking. I don't know Middle Ages or earlier. I can't even remember when. But he had been to war, and then he came <clears throat> after war and he uh, joined a monastery, and he worked in the kitchen. And he wrote this wrote this little little booklet about being so completely absorbed in washing dishes or sweeping the floor or you know all of those things that we consider completely mundane. And in your this definition of enthusiasm, he was fully, fully enthusiastic. He was engaged. He was it was it was they were all just meditations for him because and. I know I have actually gotten so involved in washing dishes at some point that I was just into that task. Like if my husband would walk in the room, I would jump because I was, I was just, yeah. Enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. Yeah. yeah. It sounds from what you've said about Brother Lawrence, uh, that's, a very, that's a, like the ultimate mindfulness. Yes. To just be so into 
what you're doing. And the um, I was recently browsing through the book called the Tassajara Bread Book. The baker from the Tassajara Resort Resort uh, Retreat Center um, talks about that in the book. It's not so much a bread recipe book as it is a bread mindfulness book and how every step of baking can take you to that higher place spiritually and can give you that that sense of mindfulness. I think washing dishes, your example, is really a very good one too because it's usually associated, I shouldn't say usually, a lot of people associate it with some drudgery, but I hear just as many people say what you just said about how you can really get into it and just really just really be mindful and enthusiastic about washing dishes. I've yet to feel that way about dusting the living room, but I'm working on that. Oh, <clears throat> I, I think it will be several lifetimes before I could get enthusiastic <laughs> about dusting. I was not born to dust. That is just no, really clear. No. <laughs> um, even even my astrology chart said it's the top, not born to dust. Anyway. <laughs> I feel a Bruce Springsteen song coming on here. <laughs> But uh, the other, oh, I know what, what, what that was triggering for me was talking about mindfulness. I have, I just realized why I struggle with the whole idea of mindfulness, because the way mindfulness in many ways is being presented right now is it is almost forced, and you're being having to be mindful about being mindful, so that, you know, being mindful is being, for me, is being absorbed, is being present to whatever it is you're doing in the moment. And, um, you know, there's magazines, there's, I think there's a magazine called mindfulness, and it's like, how hard do we have to work at this? And which brings me to this quote that I found earlier, you know, there's a book called The 12 Powers of Man by Charles Fillmore. And he he had his own version of, of different 12 powers, uh, which he developed out of his training with um, Emma Curtis Hopkins. So the, the, these 12, these ideas of 12 go back a long way. But there, this quote was it was talking about what they called zeal or enthusiasm. It was this, take time to be holy. Turn a portion of your zeal to do God's will to the establishing of his kingdom within you. But this is the important part. Do not put all your enthusiasm into reaching, preaching, healing, and helping others. Help yourself. Oh, help yourself. Now there, there are those two extremes, aren't there? There are people yep. who are always trying to help other people and they become zealots about that. There are some people who help themselves a little bit too much. Correct. <laughs> so you weren't talking about those people no. and adding to that, but in terms of, of the people who get enthusiastic about helping other people, sometimes they're wonderful, those are wonderful people. Those are people like doctors and social workers who we need in the world. And it's good that they are helping other people. But yeah, they have to find time for themselves as well. Well, I, I, one, one of the themes that seems to be circling around for us here is that we started talking and I, my, my complaint about enthusiasm at the beginning was that it seemed like this external, outward, rah-rah thing. And what we're coming to and talking about is that enthusiasm is very much an internal um, spirit 
connected type of energy. And so what this quote says to me is that, yes, your, your, you know, your enthusiasm comes, comes from within. It doesn't come from outside into you. It comes in from, from you out. Oh, so maybe that's the difference between happiness and enthusiasm. You can, you can pick up on someone else's happiness or you can be happy about something that happens to you or around you. But enthusiasm is more soul-based. I like as you're that. Talking about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, th there's people have done research, and I always wonder where people get the money to do these kinds of research projects. I always wonder who funds these. Not only where do you get the money, but if you have the money, how do you decide who to give it to for some of these? Studies? Yes, so I'm going to fund research on happiness. I I guess if you've yeah. got enough money, um, but you know what what they what has been discovered is that we're not really naturally, we're not meant to be happy 24 seven. You know, I mean, Oh, I'm so relieved. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> no, we're not. I mean, and, 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 and it's not possible. And of course, we haven't defined what happy means either. Um, but you know, there's this, this whole thing of uh, you know, just, just be happy. And that's, you know, the, the metaphysical teaching that I am engaged in is, you know, has been turned into positive thinking and positive thinking is, is attached to being happy and positive thinking, you know, has gotten so, so skewed out in popular culture it's like no you just look for the best in each situation and some situations are really crappy and you may have to look really deeply to find a good thing or you might need to wait 20 years before you see the good in it but it's not just going oh everything's fine and i'm going to be enthusiastic about life and happy because you know nothing can ever go wrong and that's 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 not it that's not the, that's not what what we teach it's this living from the out, inside out which is zeal enthusiasm is like, you know, and you made the great comment that you're not necessarily happy, but you could still be enthusiastic. I think that's a really important point, Donna. And as you're talking, I wonder about the, the variables, in the whole range of people from happy to enthusiastic, from exterior um, pleasantries that they're defining as happy, to a, a much deeper soul-based enthusiasm. All those, that whole spectrum covers all the different kinds of people who they are. I guess the people who are outwardly happy might define, we might see it as a little bit different than what we are looking at as a soul-based enthusiasm, but it's what they have to work with. Mm -hmm. it's, it's still, um, it's still in the right direction. It's still on the spectrum of what we're talking about in terms of enthusiasm. They handle it differently. And who am I to say? Maybe they've got it right and I don't. I have no idea. Well, yeah, and, and, and we all do, do have it differently. I mean, I can be, someone walks up to me and says, being enthusiastic about life. Well, I can be enthusiastic about what I'm doing right now, <laughs> but life in general, I mean, come on, that's, that's a little bit big for me to actually uh, comprehend. Yeah. And so, you know, we can, but at the same time, we can find joy and enthusiasm in some of the smallest things. 
Um, there's a book by Ursula, Le, is it Le Guin? Le Guin? Oh, okay. yes. Yeah. Okay, so The Left Hand of God. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Um, there's a, that story, um, there's a part in that story where these two men are making this horrendously laborious trek across a, a frozen tundra. And um, there's there, there there's a whole thing in there about um, about light and dark. Is that if there's too much light and there's no shadow, they fall into in, into a uh, you know into a ravine because they can't tell the difference. And if it's too dark, they you know so you have to have shadow, as because to have perspective. But then there's this wonderful little passage that the man is is just saying how arduous this whole thing is and how hard it is and how they don't know if they're going to have enough food and then he says but there still underneath all of that there was a kind of joy Hmm. and i could see that it's like even though they didn't even know if they were going to survive it and of course they do because there wouldn't be a story otherwise but there was something about the joy, the the underlying joy of the doing, of the being, of the these two really these were completely in, incompatible people who were doing this together, and they learned to love each other in a way going across and going through this, but it's that that and it was internal. His joy was internal that had nothing to do with the external circumstances. Hmm. I haven't heard her name. Ursula Le Guin's name for such a long time. Those are definitely some stories worth going back to. And that enthusiasm, that that depth of enthusiasm that you're talking about. And I think it sort of surprises people. I just saw a couple of clips from uh, the film, The African Queen with Katherine Hepburn and, um, and what's his name? <laughs> The name escapes me, but you, Humphrey Bogart, you know who I'm talking about. Yes. And there are those moments, you know, when, when they're getting through uh, trials and tribulations parallel to what you were talking about. They're getting through that trip down the river and it's it's has some really difficult moments and they're getting on each other's nerves on top of it. But there's that moment when they get through it. And they look at each other and he kisses her, you know, because and and he's so surprised by it. She's surprised, but he's like even more surprised that enthusiasm just like burst out of him. Part of it was relief to be at the end of a dreadful journey. But part of it was that that true internal joy that when it jumps out, even you were surprised by it. Yeah. Yeah, and and maybe that's the kind of enthusiasm we're really talking about here is the the kind that surprises you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's I mean, a depth you you to were uh, I I didn't mean to interrupt, but you you were surprised by the enthusiasm that you developed. Okay, and you asked me, can we learn? You developed enthusiasm for that project that originally it was like, no, <laughs> I don't uh-uh. want to do this. <laughs> Uh, but then you fell in love. I did. Yes, that's a really good way of saying it. I fell in love with that project. It surprised me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's not whenever any whenever we're doing something that comes from within, that goes from the inside to the outside. I don't think that's anything that we can ever force. 
I think we can change our minds. We can work to change our minds about how we're seeing something, but that true deep feeling of joy or appreciation or enthusiasm or whatever, however you want to name that, I don't think that can be forced. I think that's what comes naturally when we're in, say, the proper groove. Mm. Mm-hmm. So earlier when I asked if, if we can learn enthusiasm, I guess now I think of that question a little bit differently. Maybe we can't learn it if we don't have it, but maybe we have it and we don't always recognize it. And the learning is more to say, oh, that's it. I see it. I feel it. I have it. I just didn't know it before. Well, and, and, and uh, you know, the word developing keeps, you know, banging around in my head here is, is like we can develop an enthusiasm for something. I mean, because honestly, the, this, uh, this project that I'm working, you know, the, the, the uh, book study, I wasn't enthusiastic about it at first. I took it over because the person who had you started had it that year wasn't able to finish it. And so I just, okay, fine, I'll do it. Right. Um, but it has turned into, I collaborate with a couple of people, we have a, a thing down, and it's always, and, and I have more input for the book we choose now, which is cool. So. <clears throat> Excellent. So it turns out to be something that you, you really are enthusiastic about, and it really did surprise you. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. And so I, I think it's, it's, to me, the, um, the whole idea of being enthusiastic or uh, being enthusiastic is different from being interested because you could be interested in something and not feel that, that inner, inner pull. Maybe enthusiasm is that, that inner pull that your, your soul will, which is a term I just recently came up with instead of the will of God, I call it the soul will is the soul will is going, this is, this is something we should pursue. This is cool. This is, this is interesting. A little bit of an inner voice yeah pulling you in yeah because yeah. i'm interested in how bridges are built but i'm not that enthusiastic <laughs> about them so, I, so yeah i see yeah. what you mean you can yeah. be interested in something way over here but on the other side way over here is yeah. what you're enthusiastic about yeah yeah i mean i could sit and watch somebody build a bridge for a while but you're right i wouldn't be that enthusiastic and i sure wouldn't want to get into the details of the architecture right right yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So here's the question. I think that um, as we, you know, by the time we get through with this series, we're going to have developed our method. And um, so. And then it'll be over. And then it will. And so we'll have to just come up with something else. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. So uh, I was, one of the impetus for this was that we live in a culture that is very heavy on talking about having superpowers. You know, we have all of these characters out there and they have superpowers. And then you go on Facebook or wherever and someone will ask a question, if you could have a superpower, what would be your superpower? And my take on what we're doing here is each one of these, we have all of these abilities, powers within us <clears throat> and learning to use them is that that's our superpower is using what we have within us. So how do you think we would use enthusiasm as a superpower? What a great question. And whenever anybody says what a great question, it means they're stalling because they don't have a great answer at the moment. I'm learning such and a math that's what I'm doing. from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, well, I was busy trying to figure out what color the cape would be for enthusiasm. And I got <laughs> distracted by that because every superpower needs a cape. And I was, I was thinking orange maybe for, for enthusiasm. What, it, what superpower? How, how do we use the how superpower? How do we use it as a superpower? Well, I, it, it takes me in a couple of places. One is if I am truly that spirit-fed and spirit-led, and I'm really feeling the soul depth of enthusiasm, then I need to share that with someone else. So part of the superpower of enthusiasm is bringing it to someone else and letting them see what they can be enthusiastic about. That person may not feel enthusiasm about the same things I feel enthusiasm about, but maybe I engage that person so that she can find her own thing to be enthusiastic about and feel her own superpower. That's brilliant. Oh, good. And the other, <laughs> I never know really when I get to the end of a sentence if it's working or not. But the other thing that I think I feel is part of the superpower. Uh, attached to enthusiasm was earlier when we were talking about people who are social workers and teachers. And it occurred to me in that moment that empathy is associated with enthusiasm. And that's part of what gives it its superpower quality. That if I am engaging with a person and trying to share the enthusiasm and help that person find her enthusiasm, then it's up to me to have a certain sense of empathy too. It's up to me to really hear and see that person and see what they're about so that that can be nurtured. And so that can be brought out a little bit. If I just get in your face and say, I'm so enthusiastic and you should be too, it's not gonna work. But if I engage with you and find out what you like and what really gets you going, what gives you juice, then we're having a very enthusiastic exchange. So that empathy of, of understanding another person and reading another person in a very open spirit-led way adds to the superpower. It makes me more enthusiastic, but it also allows me to share it in a different way. And then I think I would just add to that, not that it, maybe I shouldn't, I'm going to add to it anyway. That, okay. was, <laughs> that was so you good. You may. <laughs> um, that um, the, the, the definition of, is this like, I think before we, we started recording, you said that um, enthusiasm is really, you know, you are partner, partnering with spirit. Yeah. And so the the superpower for me too is knowing that you're not doing it alone. Mm. That, you know, uh, and and uh, there's there's always some sort of an inner supportive energy whatever you call it whether it's god or spirit or just the, you know, the impulse of of the soul that you're not doing any of what you just talked about alone. And not knowing that you're never, never completely alone to me, that's, that's a superpower. That's been my superpower my whole life, probably. 
It sounds like that's a superpower we should come back to every week because that's true with truth and that's true with our right. faith and perception. Yeah. That's true with all of them, really. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Donna, thank you for spending another <laughs> few minutes with me as we wander down our, our mental alleyways and seeing what's out there. <laughs> Knowing the power of the superpowers and knowing the depth yeah. that we can take them to. Yeah. We're just scratching the surface. Yeah, we are. But every time we do one of these, it just gets me off on a on a, a, a an adventure where I'm looking at it more deeply. And that is just worth the price of admission. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, Donna, it's been an honor and I'll be with you next week. Looking forward to it. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.